step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to Dr. J's Path to Success podcast, Dr. James Fetish is a successful practice owner, best-selling author, and speaker. Listen in as he shares his secrets to a successful business and a successful life. So now, here's Dr. J. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the podcast of Dr. J's Path to Success. This week, we have a special guest on today. This is Mr. Gavin Baker, and Gavin is from the lovely state of Tennessee. But he's a digital marketing expert, which we, we get a lot of people out there, but he specializes just in healthcare practice. So most of our listeners are in healthcare. So I think he has a lot of information about healthcare marketing in the age of the Internet for you all. So uh, first of all, thanks for being on the show, Gavin. Oh, I'm stoked to be here. Thanks for, thanks for having me, and I'm excited to um, – yeah, you know, provide some help uh, to to you and your your folks today. Nice. So I always like to kind of get the backstory or the other you know, Superman story, how it became Superman, so to speak. So tell us how you got into this line of work, and uh, yeah, kind of give us your background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started my first business uh, when I was in high school, uh, and, and that, I could say that's when the the bug to have a business kind of bit me, and I've continued it since. And then um, out of out of college, you know, really worked on uh, marketing. Uh, worked in the e-commerce startup, doing marketing. Uh, went from there to run uh, marketing, digital, specific, social, excuse me, specifically at uh, Ruby Tuesday, the restaurant, the restaurant group, um, and then uh, went to an agency, and then and then launched my own uh, seven years ago. And it's uh, but my, my my whole I've always loved technology and marketing, and so digital marketing is a great a great fit for that of um, how people do what they do online as it relates to you know the growth of Facebook and Instagram and you know websites and, and the whole nine yards. Nice, and uh, it seems like you, you really, well, it seems like, it seems like you really specialize your, your practice into healthcare marketing, and what brought about the healthcare, the marketing end? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that's interesting about uh, the practices we work with, the businesses we work with, is ultimately all businesses in the world are pro- providing some kind, they're fulfilling some kind of a need, right? Whether that's a perceived need or a realistic need. Um, and one of the things that I, I really enjoy about working with uh, the groups we work with is, yeah, you know, most of the time they're solving real pain for people, right? They're literally taking someone from a place of, you know, not being able to move or, or their life's being impeded by this ailment that they have or, or whatever it is, right? Every story is different. But they're, by basically helping people get found, we're helping people um, move towards healing. We're helping people move, um, helping our clients move these folks uh, forward. And, and the stories we hear are just incredible, right? These things that you know someone couldn't do X, Y, and Z before, and now they can, and they're just so thankful. And so it's fun to be part of that uh, part of that journey. Yeah, you're not ripping people off with uh, Bitcoin or some online scam. You're actually getting people using digital marketing to get people in for good reasons. So that's yeah, absolutely a good exactly. thing. <laughs> so tell, you know, there's a lot of different ways to get some online marketing. I think you know, I first, I gave my first talk on internet marketing for doctors uh, maybe six, seven years ago, and still some people skeptical. But I think nowadays we're pretty much all on board that you got to have the digital footprint out there. And, you know, I kind of, I'll do consulting sometimes with, with docs and they'll just say, you know, I'm a referral based practice. But I think what maybe the first thing we talk about, people don't realize that somebody refers you 
hey, go see you know, Dr. Gavin over there. That's one of the first things 67% of people doing is looking you up online on Facebook, your YouTube, your Google channel, kind of checking you out. So maybe we'll start there with uh, how people are checking you out online. Oh, yeah, you're completely right. I mean, I think in, in today's world, even if, even if your practice is 100% referral, um, with that, they're still using the Internet, right? So just, I mean, think of your own. Uh, and, and I think, to be completely candid, uh, I think sometimes docs get in, in their own uh, head a little bit on this because they think their world is the world, and that's not true. Um, so, like, your patient world just views um, healthcare and medicine differently than you do. And so um, if their best friend tells them, hey, you got to go check out Dr. James, he's awesome, he, he's not probably going to give you a phone number or an address. He's going to Google them, right, and say, great, and they're going to Google it, and they're going to find your practice. And um, they may call straight from the Google page, search result page. They may come to your website. They may go to your Instagram. I mean, who knows where they're going to go exactly in that order, but they're going to find you online. And, and they have to relate um, and find that the services that you do um, look match up to what they're expecting, right? So if, you, if someone comes to a website that's built in 1995 and doesn't even work on their phone, they're probably going to, even if it's referred by their best friend, they're probably like, huh, it just doesn't align with, like, why is this person the best doctor in this area, the best chiropractor, the best physical therapist, wherever they are, why in the world don't they have a web presence that matches? And so that creates a little dissonance, which makes it, you know, you, know, you want to be able to trust the people you're working with. So you have to have those, those pieces that really make sense, have to, have to be, you know, current, um, because it's the first impression, right? They've never even met you. They may not even call. They're just going to go to your website. Are you, are you putting the right? Yeah, absolutely. You brought up something there I want to talk a little bit about. And yeah, it's funny. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely big into digital marketing. And, but, you know, I was talking about Facebook advertising to a coaching client the other day, and he's like, you know, Dr. J, though, the, best, the best thing that taught me is how to get more Google reviews and improve those basics. So we're all into these Facebook ads. And, but getting the basics right is really so, so important. And I wanted to hit on I've been talking about this for years, too, is these outdated websites. I mean, Google put down that mobile slap, I mean, what, four or five years ago now, that you really, yeah. if the site doesn't look good on mobile, they're going to punish you in the search results. That's been going on for years, but you're right. I still see that all the time. Or you see the website that's not responsive, and it's got a mobile site and the desktop site, you click here for mobile. Like, you can't do that for, like, five years. Can you go a little bit more into that? Because it drives me crazy, too, and I'm always having this conversation with people. <laughs> yeah, so just to start at the very basics, I mean, you need to have a, what's called a mobile responsive website, which uh, a mobile responsive website in today's world is, should be every new website. If you've got a new website in the last you know, three years, at a minimum, four years, it should be mobile responsive, which basically just means that it is the same website that shows up on a, a computer as well as a phone or a tablet, but the site itself actually dynamically changes uh, size. Um, versus having a separate mo mobile site, a separate website. But but the key part about that is mobile websites are important, or uh, mobile responsive websites are important because users use their phone. So I mean, we're at over 50% of traffic is on mobile these days for some folks. And so 50% of traffic. I mean, if your website, if they're having to pinch and zoom on your website, it's broken. You need to fix it. Uh, and so that's an easy way to tell. If, if you pull your phone out and you have to pinch and zoom on your own website, it's not mobile responsive. You need a new one. And Google, you mentioned Google kind of landed a smackdown. Um, really, last year, they made a big change to the search engine optimization, and they started to say, you know what, mobile's so important that if your mobile site, we're going to basically base how you rank on your mobile site versus your desktop site. So you can have the world's beautiful, most beautiful desktop site ever. But if your mobile site is not any good, 
um, you're not going to show up in search engines the way you used to. And so that's just a trend that Google's following because so many users are using Google um, and, and on, on, their, on their mobile phone. So yeah, an iPad's got to look good on your phone, your iPad, you're everywhere. It's got to look the same right. everywhere, which some people haven't got. I yeah. said nothing drives me more crazy than seeing that little message, desktop version or mobile version when you click on a site. You're like, oh, boy. Like, yeah. always, nah. You always know that's nah, like nah, good. Nah. So, yeah, tell us some other basics for our docs down on the website, you know, a little bit more information besides responses, some of the basic things they should be looking at at their practice website. Yeah, so a couple things about your website. I mean, you want to make it think again. Think like a consumer. Think, think like a think like a almost don't think like a patient. Um, the big word today for most folks is is convenience, right? How convenient are you making it for them to do the thing they want to do, right? So what does that mean? Well, in practicality, that means you need a giant button that says call to make an appointment or make an appointment online or schedule an appointment, request an appointment, those kinds of things. Um, if you do consultations, that's fine instead, but you need a giant, we call that a call to action. So you need a big button that says, do this, right? Because remember, most people who come to your website don't know what they're doing, right? They need, they know they hurt, and they know that they think you can help them, but they need to know what to do next. And so a giant button that tells them what to do is really helpful. Um, that's a it, big it, tip. I want to stop on there one second. Like 99% of doctors' websites don't have that, right? It's just a, a brochure online with, Here's what we do. We have chiropractic, PT, acupuncture, but there's no call to action for them. And yep. the, new th the new thing, too, like I was at Dan Kennedy's seminar recently, and it's, you know, sometimes a dual path, too, all right? You want to call right away for appointment. Here's your call to action here. Oh, you're not ready right away. Right. Here's our free ebook on back pain or whatever. So that's a really important part. He went over that, but everybody listening, because like 99% of your websites don't have a clear call to action there, but it's good stuff. It, Go exactly. ahead, and, and, and you're right. You need the two, right? You need what? Um, you need the primary call to action and then a secondary. And the primary is for someone who, you know, Googled you and has back pain and they want to make an appointment. And then the secondary one could be a video, it could be a checklist, it could be an ebook, it could be, um, could, I mean, honestly, it could even be things like um, just anything that's hitting your primary demographic who's coming, right? And so, but the idea behind it is you want to capture them into becoming a new patient, but maybe they're not ready yet, but they're just checking you out. And so you want to send them to something that doesn't waste the visit, right? How do we make, how do we, how do we get them into some piece of your, if you think of your business like a funnel, into some piece of that that kind of, Gets, gets a, it's not really a hook, but just gets them in, brought in a little bit. Um, so like a video could be a really good fit. Watch the video about how, uh, how, we do, how we do practice or how we're different or um, even just about, about you, right? But again, you want them to watch the video, and then after they watch the video, um, or even before, you can say click a button and watch the video. You can put a little, uh, a, a, a little pop-up that says, you know, would you like us to send this video to your email, right? Sure. They send it to your email, and don't make, it, don't make it hard to get away from that. They don't want it in their email, that's fine. But if they do, bingo, you just got an email address of somebody who's interested in your practice, right? Or, or could be. And you don't need to put the hard sell on them, but now you've got an email that you can follow up with, and, and, and you should follow up with, with, you know, some basic information. Thanks for your interest. You know, is there anything we can help you with? Or we noticed you watched this. You came in for this. You know, again, that's what you want to be doing. And then as you move down the page, the other things you need on the website, just from a, this is just from a, uh, you know, patient perspective. This isn't even about SEO. You need to have some social proof, which is testimonials. Um, you don't need a thousand of them. Um, you need some. One, two, three is fine. Um, you know, if it's, if you, particularly if you have a bunch of different areas, like you mentioned, yeah, you may want to want a couple from each of them. Um, but you want, you want some testimonials. And then the thing you mentioned too is re online reviews are really, really important. Uh, and so you need to have an online review strategy, and then you should display those. You can display those on your website as well. And they're different than testimonials, 
Um, what we would want you to do is have some testimonials that are a little more crafted. Um, most people leave testimonials um, that actually aren't that beneficial to other people, right? They're things like, Dr. James is great. He's always smiling. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that doesn't actually uh, tell yeah. you a lot about the practice or, you know, how it went. Um, and so we would love to actually have a, a testimony that's a little bit, uh, a deeper dive into, you know, why they came in and what happened, right? Or why they came in and uh, what their experience was. Like, at least that talks, because, again, you need, the review is going to be, you know, the office is always great. You know, they're in a great location. Um, it's, you know, modern architecture. I mean, it's going to be things that aren't actually related to the, the practice itself. Um, right. But so, but you need reviews uh, because so many patients uh, look at reviews. I don't have the number directly in front of me, but we read a stat from, uh, we were recently reviewing a, a report from um, PwC, uh, the PwC Healthcare Report. And it said, I mean, it was over 50%. I, I, won't, I won't misquote it, but, uh, you know, over half of people who look online at a, at a, at a, in a, in a healthcare scenario, right? So they're looking at an online review for a doctor. They make a decision one way or other but based on what they read in the reviews, which means they could be going there because their best friend referred them, and then the reviews didn't really jive with them, so they go a different direction. Or it could be they get there and they were thinking no, but the reviews pushed them over the edge. And so, again, reviews are so important. So if you don't have a review plan, um, you need one. <laughs> uh, and there's some great softwares yeah. out there that can help you really manage this um, and get them in. But you need reviews. Yeah. Yeah, we teach a lot of internal stuff, you know, just asking for them. It's super easy. When I was just, our Google page has like 175 on them right now for an a town of 10,000 people. It's not hard to get them, but you do, like I said, you got to ask and you, you got to know what you're doing the system to get them. But it's definitely one of the best powerful ways. I try to teach some of my doctors like advanced marketing strategies and they're doing all this stuff and they're like, just Google reviews and taught me how to get an extra 10 of Google reviews a month and my referrals are double what they used to be, you know, so really, right. really good stuff. What do you find the most, I mean, it's better than part of the country, you know, on the East Coast, nobody cares much about Yelp where I am, and Google's kind of came yeah. for most of the country, but um, I know some people have to deal with Yelp and some of the other sites. What do you think about some of those other sites for reviews? So I, I would start with Google. Google's the king. So um, and, and reviews and matter to Google because they matter for local search. So, um, and this is true for most of our clients, too. Local search is really important. So local search, just to explain it, is when you Google something and you get the map results, that is a local search result. And so that's based on different factors than the overall search result pages. And so reviews are an important consideration they use for uh, local search. And so what you want to be able to do there is, and, and the thing about it is it's competitive, right? So if your closest competitor only has five reviews, if you can get 50, now you have 10x uh, than they have. I mean, you, you, you're, it, it, becomes a, it becomes a competitive advantage of, of dominance. Again, because like you said, it's not super hard to do it, but so many clinics and so many practices don't don't do it because they think it doesn't matter um, so the one who does who recognizes and this is important can really become a big a big thing the thing though is once you get them you need to keep getting them right so um if you've got 50 reviews but the last one was from seven months ago that's not really that actually has a negative signal so you want to keep getting new ones um but beyond i think it depends like you said the regionality um so some some places yelp is really important um and if that's the case i i'm I feel bad because Yelp's really sorry important. for you. <laughs> like, They're the worst. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they are. Um, but but most most cities Yelp isn't uh, Yelp isn't as a dominant of a player as like a Google search result is. Um, I think as you get into your specialty, um, there could be other you know, other ones out there. But I would really focus honestly. I would start with I would start with Google. Get get great get fifty reviews on Google, and then start thinking about okay, what's next 
after this. And the other thing that's really good with uh, Google reviews, um, or reviews in general, is you want to put them on your website. You know, have them show up automatically on your website. Um, but you can also take those, and we've seen good results with this, is we put them on social. And so not automatically, but we'll take them, and you'll see patients reply, you know, and say, yeah, I love, love this practice. Yeah, I take good care of me. But the great part about that is, and we do, we, we, we create a graphic for our clients, so it's got a, the, the doctor's picture and their name and the, re, the review from the client, and it's branded, so, and they'll share, and when they comment, then all their friends see that. And so all their friends are seeing that this is where they go, right? And that's something you can't say about them. You can't say, here's the, the patient and everything, but they can say that about themselves. Uh, and so it works out, uh, it can work out really well from the aspect of, because uh, they just get excited about it, and it's, it's another thing you can do, uh, do, do with that, so. Nice. That's some good stuff on, on the basics of website. Obviously, we could probably spend three hours of that. And uh, Google reviews, yeah, I agree. It's, it's still one of the best things. I had a coaching client I haven't talked to in a while, and one of the first things he just called me for some more help. And I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, and his numbers like double what they were three years ago. Last time I talked to him, or maybe it wasn't even that long, two years, whatever. But I was like, what's the difference? He's like, dude, all the Google stuff you told me how to do, like our numbers doubled getting like all these Google reviews, mm-hmm. like my practice doubled. So, like, I haven't even helped him in a year or two, and like his practice doubled from getting Google reviews. Um, so so we awesome. talked a little about the website, and we talked about reviews, and maybe uh, you want to talk about some social media stuff next. Obviously, there's not time to get into every, everything there is, but you guys do some social media marketing as well, correct? Yeah, we do. We do. And let me go back to the website just for one second. The other thing, remember, we're talking about someone's got 30 seconds or so to look at their site, your site before they make a decision, go or, you know, move forward or not. One of the other things that we see people make a mistake on at that point is they, they instead of saying, like, the number one chiropractor in, you know, your area, right, your city, your state, whatever, they, they, they use phrases that are just really hard for people to understand what they are. Um, and so, Again, you got to think like a patient. Put your patient hat on, someone who doesn't know your business, doesn't know what they're looking into, and think that way. And what you'll, what you'll start to find is um, the traffic you get to your website will actually start to convert better. They'll take the steps you want because they can now understand what they're getting into. And I know to everyone who's in this business, it feels like, well, of course they know we're a chiropractor. They Google chiropractor. It's funny. People online don't always make the most sense um, with their actions. And so you have to use some 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 kind of, you know, you want to use some language that's just more, norm, norm, more normalized, less jargon, you know, you, you're that kind of thing. So, so um, yeah, what's the okay, first, so you, like a third grade level you're writing for, something like that, they say? You know, that yeah, I mean, is really yeah. like third grade or something. Yeah, I mean, well, even if we doubled that, that's still sixth grade, right? Which is pretty pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty low relative to, to, the, to the level of education and knowledge um, that you guys What's have, important right? for doctors, um, too, they try to use these big words right. on there that people don't understand. You know, I, I even tell you know, docs to work for me, you got to you know, really make it simple. You know, it's like keep the language right. simple and don't get too technical, especially yeah. on your website as well. Right. But go ahead. Well, and here's, here's a tip, too, for websites that most uh, – I was just talking to a doc yesterday, and I said, hey, here's, here's the problem. Most, most doctors um, of, any, of, any, of any scope size, right, it doesn't matter what they do, um, they tend to talk about themselves. Uh, they tend to talk about the treatments they do. But the thing, uh, and even specialties, but the thing they almost never talk about is the symptoms. They almost never have a page on their website called symptoms. But the thing that most patients actually start with is symptoms, right? They don't mm-hmm. say, I'm looking for, you know, upper cervical adjustment, you know, or whatever. They say, like, my neck hurts or whatever. Like, like, so, like, they, they don't start, they start, they start with their pain, not with the industry knowledge. And so you need to do that, too. If you, if. If, if you're trying to grow your practice, right, that's step one. You're trying to grow your practice, and, you know, some of the areas are that you were working in aren't, aren't growing as much, then, yeah, you need to make some of these steps. So, 
Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's a good point of the language too. I forget what I was just reading. They said if you take out all the, you know, most of the language is about your business yourself, and you turn all that language around about the customer, no matter what kind of business, and you like double your conversions just by doing that. Most of the language honestly is about you, me as the owner, me as the business. It's not about the patient or the client. If you just flip all that language around, you'll double your conversion just doing that. So that was that was a good tip as right. well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, tell us for a little sure. bit about your social, social. what you think about social media and some of the strategies you're using there for your clients nowadays. Yeah, so, I mean, for us, we normally, we talk to people all the time who, who, are, who are trying to do every single social, they're like, hey, what's the newest thing? What should I do? And we normally just say, listen, you need to start where, where, where you're interested in. So, for example, um, if you're really good in person, like you feel, and you like yourself on video, you like to do videos, great. You should do videos. And you should do videos on Instagram. You should do videos on Facebook. You should do videos on YouTube even. But um, which YouTube is the second largest search engine. Google's number one, YouTube's number two, and Google owns both, right? So yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to get your videos to show up in search, you put them on, put them on, put them on YouTube. Um, but point being, you have to start with what you're good at, right, or, or what you're comfortable with. So it, it's going to be really hard to have a, a really successful uh, Instagram video strategy if you're not willing to get on video, right? You're not willing to kind of, hop on, create a story, right? You're not willing to do those things. And that's, again, there's no, there's no um, judgment either way. It's just what you're comfortable with, what, you're, what you want to be able to do. So kind of stick with your strengths. The other thing is that most people, mistakes people make is they try to do every single platform out there. And that's just, you just don't have time to do it. So what we normally recommend is you really just need to start with two platforms, you know, a primary and a secondary. And from there, as you see growth, if you can begin to add a third, that's fine. But um, so like for us, for a lot of our clients, we would say, hey, your primary should really be Facebook. Um, even though Facebook numbers are, are dropping and even though Facebook is changing drastically in terms of users, it's still, there's, I mean, it's still, it's still the big dog in the room. And then we would normally recommend Instagram um, because Instagram has more of an authentic feel, particularly for um, the, the folks listening to this. I mean, they're going to have a relationship with you. You're going to want them to have a relationship to some degree. They're going to be comfortable with you. And so, being Instagram is going to be a better, um, they're going to feel more like that um, from, from Instagram probably more than, than Facebook. So I would say, you know, start, start with those two. Um, hit, you know, create a schedule. When am I going to post? What am I going to talk about? Um, and it, 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 I mean, you can map it out on a, on a napkin if you want. But okay, great. We're going to talk every other day on each of these platforms, and we're going to talk on, you know, one day about, um, you know, list out all your symptoms, list out all the treatments you do, list out, you know, patients you want, not patients you want to talk about, but like patient stories you want to share, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a you know, uh, not a vague way, but just, you know, you're not going to share their name, but you might say, hey, a patient came in X, Y, and Z. But again, walk through all those pieces and then, then you just start plugging in. Okay, great. Tuesday is patient story day and we're going to talk about this treatment we did. Great. And then you, you update with something like that, or we're gonna you're gonna link to content you've created on your blog or um, you know, other sources of resources. Um, again, the point of, of or, or where you're involved in the community, right? You're going to you're going to health fairs or you're you I mean you go to schools. I mean whatever you're doing, right? Talk about some of those things. Um, and again, you, you, it's a one more way to connect with people. It's not gonna be the only way, but it's one more way for them to get a feel for who you are and what you do. Yeah, really good stuff there. I want to hit on a couple of points. There's a lot of good nuggets. Hopefully everybody got that. But, yeah, first thing you said, you know, do what you like. If you don't like being a video and me telling you to go to buy a camera and lights, it's silly. And that's why I tell patients, kind of ask, what's the best exercise? What, do you, you know, what should I do? And I, 
it's just because I like the elliptical. I like running, and to make you run when you hate running, it's not really conducive to you getting healthier. And it's uh, the same with the marketing. And you know, picking your medium, I think that was a good point too. You know, you listen to Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk, who's got some good stuff, but he's like on every social media all the time, all day long. And if you're a doctor or anybody, you know, doing a good living to spend 18 hours a day on social media is kind of crazy. And these new ones, like, you know, I'll tell doctors, they go, what do, we, what do you do on Snapchat? I'm like, I don't do anything on Snapchat. You know, the 20-year-old's backs don't go out. You know, we're looking for, and they'll say, oh, Facebook users are older. And <laughs> whose back hurts? A 40-year-old, you know, 40, 56-year-old's back hurts. Not a 17-year-old kid don't have back pain, you know. So, yeah, you know your target market with the medium as well. And, yeah, Facebook's getting older, but that, that's who your customers are. You're a doctor. You're not treating a lot of 12, unless you're a pediatrician or something, like, which you're still going out to parents anyway. So, yeah, know your medium. I well, agree with you. Facebook's still the king, but luckily they transfer all their ads over to Instagram, so you can kind of kill two birds one stone as well. <laughs> yeah, you can do both at the same time. And, and mm-hmm. something else, too, to think about is I listened to an interview once with a uh, um, content director for Cleveland Clinic, who's actually um, taken over. They're, they're, they're bigger than the Mayo Clinic as it relates to online, online marketing uh, and healthcare, uh, which is kind of crazy because Mayo's kind of the, the end-all, be-all. But um, she, she shared that the number one piece of information they created over the course of, I don't remember what year it was, it was in the last couple of years, um, it, was a, it was a chart uh, of how to basically interpret the color of your urine, right? That was the number one thing <laughs> that they'd share, right? And so I think but what I like about that example is that's the level of interest most people online are, right? They're kind of like, if they don't have a specific pain, they need something that's relevant to your business, but they don't know how to interpret it, right? So whether that's about a specific pain or like, even a posture, you know, a 30-second chart of how to, how to improve your posture, you know, throughout the day, something like that. Like, I probably have really bad posture. I sit in front of a desk most of the time, except when I'm at a standing desk. But even then, like, just a reminder, like, hey, if you stand for 20 minutes a day and you walk for another 20 minutes a day, you're, you're going to prolong your life by X, Y, and Z or whatever. Those are the kind of things that you guys know, but us normal people who work in non-healthcare environments and offices don't know that stuff, right? And so we need to be reminded of it uh, so that we can prolong our lives. Uh, and it, it feels funny because you're like, well, I want them to come in. It's like, but no, none of you want people to be in pain, right? These are just precursors, and they get you interested and noticed. Um, and so, uh, you're, you're, you know, uh, it, it's a, it, so think, think through little things, like the silly questions that patients ask when they come in that kind of seem kind of, you know, you know well, why don't you know that? Those are great pieces of content because – that's where a lot of people are, right? They're scared, they're afraid, they're in pain, uh, but they don't want to be shamed. They don't want to fear stupid. And so being able to basically circumvent that by talking about it online first, you can actually really begin to help people trust you. Nice. Yeah, two, two good points again in there. You got all kinds of good stuff today, Gavin. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, that frequently asked question is a good little tip. And I forget that you might be able to help me out. There's a website somebody told me about a while ago, and you can look up the most, like, frequently asked questions by a keyword. So somehow I picked, I typed in Kyra, I don't remember the site, and it gave me, like, the 100 most searched for questions on that keyword with chiropractic yeah. in it or back pain, and then I answer, I had me or mostly my docs all answer those questions via YouTube video. So, and some of the things you're not even thinking about, they were like the top search questions about a certain topic. Do you know this like, Gavin, or I don't even remember? Well, there's two, there's, there's two it could be. Um, one is Buzz Sumo, and that's kind of like- That was it, I think, maybe. Okay, yeah, and then Quora is another one, Q-U-O-R-A, and Quora is um, basically like people can ask questions, it's like a, it's like a, it's like Wikipedia, but with people asking questions and then providing answers. BuzzSumo is probably the one you're thinking of, if I think. Yeah, it's so. it it like content actual, for months. Yeah. yeah, we had videos for yeah. months and months and months, and it was good content. And that's what people are searching online. They're not 
they're not maybe searching what you're thinking about. So that was a good point as well. The other thing I want to talk about with that, that Mayo Clinic example is, you know, a lot of times, and sometimes I get frustrated with some internet marketing people like yourself, not you, but others out there, is, you know, they're mistaking activity for commerce sometimes. You know, it's being shared, it's being posted, but like, is it doing anything to help your business? Are you catching leads? Are you, you know, getting phone calls? Is it actually doing anything? Or are we just kind of having like marketing masturbation out there? We're just a lot of activity and nothing's getting accomplished. So it's always converting that, you know, activity is good, but we want to make sure we're getting some business out of it as well, right? Agreed. Yeah, yeah. You should, you should be getting, you should, yeah. I mean, the ultimate goal of all marketing is to uh, basically make sales easier, right? So um, I, I don't think all online marketing is going to lead directly to, um, you know, a conversion, right? Um, but but some will. Um, but 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 it should make kind of laying ground cover. It should make it you more knowledgeable, more aware. But yeah, you want your marketing to have a return, um, and you need to view your marketing that way. So if it's not, if the return is not discernible to you, it doesn't mean it's not working. It just means you need to ask some some questions. Like I, I talked to a, a, a doc on. Friday, and he's saying, hey, he's frustrated with his current provider, and I was just like, well, yeah, that's fine, but I said, are you, he said, I, I was asking him some questions about how he was measuring it, and one of the questions I asked him is I said, you know, when um, when you guys do call tracking, because they, they do call tracking, they listen to the, the calls that people come through, I said, are you, are you attributing folks who were referred to you to a phone call? He said, no, we're not. I said, because it's very possible that someone could could Google you and then just stick with the phone and call, right? So they actually came in through search engine, but which is what he's investing in, but they actually made a phone call. And he's like, mm, no, we're not we're not paying that much attention. I was like, so you gotta be careful, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna make some decisions based on it, you gotta you gotta make sure you're tracking the right stuff to make that decision. But yeah, you want your yeah. marketing your return for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, you know, I'm always about return on investment. I love when I meet with some of these marketing people, even a newspaper or internet people, and they're always like, well, what's my mark, what's your marketing budget for this? And I, and I always kind of know they don't know what they're talking about when that's the first question out of their mouth, because I always say, my marketing budget, there's no budget. If the returns there, I'll spend $100,000 on Facebook ads if I'm making 300. I mean, you know, if you're getting a three to one, there's no limit. I mean, my internet marketing now pays, you know, such a good return. I don't have a budget. Their, their companies are like authorized to spend as much as they can because I get a return on it. But I'm not going to give you $1,000 a month to get nothing out of it, but I'll give you 20 if I'm making 40 you know. So I think people kind of ask right. that wrong question with this stuff. It's all about the return. And yeah, not everything you do is going to return, but that overall at the end of the month. But if you're doing this stuff even you know, reasonably well, the return's great, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely see. Uh, a, a great return. And like it, you have to be doing the right things and, and you have to be doing them to an, an, a, enough of a level, right? There's a, there's a minimum level of activity that to require any kind of, you know, feedback. And so that spin is going to be different per market. Um, that activity is going to be different per market. Um, you know, uh, we, had, we told this to, you know, client, I said, you know, we were talking about SEO, but they were in a couple of different areas, um, like location wise. And I said, just, I mean, I said, and they didn't really get digital, so I gave them kind of an, an analog example. I said, just think of it this way. If, if you were going to try to advertise in six different towns and you were going to put up a billboard, that billboard, each of those billboards has a cost. So to some degree, SEO is going to be similar, right? If you want to market yourself in six different towns online, like that still has a cost. It's not the same as a billboard, um, but it's at least that same idea. And so I think you have to, you have to be you know, equivalent. I, I do think the challenge is, you know, we do, we do talk to some folks who are, who are expecting to have a, new, a miracle here, right? Mm -hmm. So for a thousand bucks a month, they're going to get, you know, a million dollars a year in sales. It's like, that's just <laughs> not enough. You know, like that's, you couldn't find that anywhere just because it's the mm -hmm. internet. That's not going to happen. Right. And so, um, and, but, but, but again, you have to be realistic about kind of the growth you want and the expectations you have and the budget you want to spend and, and, you know, go from there. Yeah. 
Yeah, one of the first, we're getting near the end here, but one of the first things I have in a slide I've given on Internet marketing for doctors is, you know, Internet marketing in a lot of ways is really slow. I mean, they want these immediate returns, but SEO takes time, and those reviews punching up your local ranks, that stuff takes time, and it's not an overnight thing. And like I said, it's continued sustained effort, but the results can be amazing. But I think, yeah, if you want results that first two weeks, and then that's not going to happen, right? No, no, I mean, not, <laughs> certainly not with SEO. I mean, unless there's just something broken about your site, but no, I mean, and uh, no, I mean, we, we normally tell people, uh, you know, if you were to think about uh, your SEO like a going to the gym, right, the, the thing that makes people successful that go to the gym because they want to lose weight or, you know, improve their arms or whatever, get ready for some disease or whatever it is, if they start going to the gym and at some point, they're not seeing returns yet, but they keep them down. And, and, I, and, I don't, and I don't mean that because you shouldn't see a return. I just mean, like, it's true. Like, if you go to the gym for six weeks and you stop going to the gym, like, you really just wasted six weeks. Um, you'd be better off to go to the gym for six months. Because really at month three is where you're going to start to see some return, and that's going to motivate you. But it's going to take some time. And the same thing is true with, with SEO. Uh, it does, does take time. We sometimes say that SEO is like an oven and uh, – Online, online advertising, like uh, on Google or Facebook or Instagram, is like a microwave, right? It's a lot faster, uh, but it doesn't always fit. Um, but it, it, one's kind of slow, co- slow cooks, and it, it has a different result. Um, but the, but you can get, you can get immediate. I mean, we could, we could spin up an ad. You know this. We could spin up an ad campaign. Yeah, you, know, you could start spending money today, right? If you wanted to, um, just yeah. the right place to spend it. But you could. Whereas SEO, you could, you could, you could update a page on your website today, but it, it may not actually have a a, a visible impact for you know, a period of time. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Gavin, that was some really good information and a lot of stuff in there. Hopefully everybody got a lot out of this interview, a lot of good nuggets and real-world stuff out there. People want to learn more about your company. I know you have some free resources online. Uh, tell us where to go to learn more about you and your company and get some of those free resources. Yeah, 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 great. So you can go to our website, BakerLabs, B-A-K-E-R-L-A-B-S.co. Uh, and we've got, uh, we have a free resource section where we've got uh, some ebooks, we've got checklists, uh, we have an SEO checker. You can kind of take advantage of something we talked about. Uh, one of the other things uh, that we'd love to offer too is if, uh, if your listeners are interested in, um, you know, us giving a, a review of kind of their online presence, uh, we, we can definitely do that. Um, and maybe we can give you a link for the show notes and they can go straight to that and then we'd be happy to help. Um, you know, we just want to, you know, like you mentioned, there's so many practices out there that are outdated uh, and we'd, just, we'd love to kind of give you some feedback. Uh, if you're interested in that and you're serious about growth, happy to kind of tell you, hey, here's some things you should do um, that will help you kind of set the right foot, uh, right foot forward. So again, uh, you, and then I'm on Instagram personally at Gavin Baker or, um, or on you know, Twitter as well um, at, at Baker Labs. And so we'd love to, uh, connect with you there too. Great, absolutely great information, Gavin. Me and you can probably talk for a whole weekend about this stuff, but uh, it's really great stuff. We I could. love talking about this, passionate about this, and you really know your stuff. So appreciate you being on, and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, Dr. James. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Dr. J's Path to Success podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. For information, please visit drjamesfetish.com. Dr. James R. Fetish, Clinic Director at Village Family Clinic. His book, Secrets of a Million Dollar Clinic, is available on Amazon and online at HackettstownFamilyClinic.com or DrJamesFetish.com, www.drjamesfetish.com.
Well, you can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.